Welcome to the Hermini Voices live stream, Gaia Gossip. How are you today, Ayesula? Now, it's been a little harried, so I'm going to slow down because there's no reason to be. Yeah, you know what? The, the energy in the air globally is harried. So, yeah, yeah, we need to remind ourselves to take those moments to pause and take a deep breath. <sighs> yes. Let's do it. It, yeah, we need to. Mother is needing us to take a deep breath. Yeah. Um, she's reminding us periodically, well, more than periodically to do <laughs> these days, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Well, and it's so, I've noticed too, like, at the same day, I can get up and I can feel somehow this press of time. Nothing, there's no way everything's going to get done. It's too yeah. much. And then an hour later, Suddenly, I'm like, wow, this is like so easeful. And it's just like, why did I feel that way? Yeah. And uh, so that that feeling of what's perspective and what is actually what, you know, happening. Strictly. <laughs> and there's a lot happening. There's mm -hmm. a lot happening on the planet. There's a lot happening. Um, and I know we we don't want to go, but so, um, so long because we have a wonderful guest today. Um, but, but just today. First time we've ever had a one, no. <laughs> Not just, obviously, the first time ever, right, yeah. So, um, oh, but I did want to remind, I don't know if you remember to, because I don't think we talked about this last month, that with the comics, the Kids Chemical Solution Comics made it to Haiti. Yes, I was just going to say, we've got exciting news. So there's a lot going on with, uh, with our programming in Haiti. Uh, for those of you who are not aware, we founded, um, co-founded a school um, in 20... 11, I believe, and um, in an area called Trushushu. Mm -hmm. And the school has been thriving, which is wonderful. And it's our responsibility to take care of uh, not only the staff there, but um, the basics, you know, so we've got some uh, structural issues that we've been addressing. But in a different region, which is close in Port-au-Prince, um, we had partnered with uh, PID, Partners in Development, and I met a young man there, Shaudi, who was absolutely wonderful. He captured my heart with his energy and he is brilliant with children. And over the years, Shaudi has really stepped up and he's been working with a group of young people in that area. They've got a school, right? So he's been teaching them all sorts of things. And recently they're learning English, but Shaudi and I were having a conversation about science. And um, we met a woman by the name of Dr. Colleen Kelly, who is a chem chemistry teacher for university and high school students. And um, Dr. Colleen was talking about, you know, there are a number of my students, the ones who drop out overwhelmingly are within the BIPOC community. And she said, there's no, there's absolutely no reason for that outside of that accessibility of when they're younger, what are they learning and how are they learning to keep them engaged? So she decided to come up with the brilliant idea of creating a series of comics um, with the periodic table. And she found during her study 
that some of these young people at the age of six, seven, eight, were able to do chemistry level at university level, the chemistry 101 level. The organic chemistry that's necessary to get into the medical field, which was yeah. then then accesses all of, give that access to so many more people to become doctors and nurses, which you desperately need. Right. So we're talking doctors, nurses, engineers, mathematicians. We're talking about scientists, period, right? Um, so this is giving them that accessibility. And so I thought, well, this is brilliant. You know, obviously we, we fell in love. The two of us fell in love with these comics. And, um, and I thought, well, we need to do this in indigenous languages. And so right now we have someone who uh, is a university professor for Quechua. So the, the comics are being translated in Quechua. But Shouty did a request of, let's not do it in Creole and let's not do it in French. We want it in English because our students are studying English right now. So it took forever to get them there safely because Haiti is, well, we'll just say Haiti's a hot mess right now. Gangs are running the country. They finally arrived uh, a couple of weeks ago and Shouty and Dr. Colleen have now connected. They'll be meeting and going through the steps and then she'll be doing a uh, workshop with the children for the beginning of the series of learning about these comics because with the comic book comes an activity book. So very excited to, to know that this is happening now. You know, sometimes you put something out there and you think, okay, maybe someday and it takes time and you have to be patient with it, but um, they yeah. find and they're finally at that place now. So. Well, at time and perseverance, and I, I appreciate so much the the way that you 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 put that forward, and I just have such an admiration for for Dr. Kelly, the fact that that she was able to, as a professor, look at the students that were struggling and really see the actual systemic issue, and then come up with such a graceful solution. You know, one of the reasons that she did comics was she wanted something that wasn't digital that could be physically given to kids. So that kids that didn't have other kinds of access would be able to bring this in to their home. It's primarily while she's leading people through. And, and just so you know, we'll we'll post the show link, uh, the link in the show notes. But uh, she's always happy to teach people how to walk people through it. But it is meant to be self-directed. So it's a very elegant solution to a huge problem that we're dealing with both nationally and uh, globally. So I just huge shout out to her for what she's accomplished and the impact that she's going to have on the lives of so many people. Yeah. So for those of you who are listening and you have an interest and in, especially in the education world, please reach out and thank Dr. Colleen Kelly because she's and, doing wonderful work. Yep. And we always have it at Pastor Information on uh, her many voices. So yes. you know, we've, we're uh, just delighted to be supporting that effort and, and impact. And uh, before we bring uh, Adriana and Myrna on, and we'll say goodbye yeah, uh, for that. We'll listen in, but let them run the show. Uh, I wanted to do a quick I, talk about, we're so excited, our anniversary event on March 2nd mm -hmm. in Boulder, Colorado. Celebrating um, 15 years, everybody, mm -hmm. 15. So uh, make sure you follow us and uh, connect. But we'll tease out a little bit that uh, Theo Wilson will be performing and emceeing. And Tashia Asante will also perform some readings. Uh, I'm hoping she'll perform the original poem that she wrote for us for Earth Day a few years ago. Because that was so amazing. <laughs> yeah. 
she blew us out of the water with that. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, follow us, email. We'll, we're going to, tickets are going to go on sale early January. And uh, it's a, we're going to celebrate and also raise some funds for these amazing programs that we've been doing. There's so much happening. I mean, another thing that we're doing in Haiti, by the way, with all of the programming is um, we are bringing in a, there's an organization called the Henriette Foundation. And um, years ago, we worth, worked with one of the leaders in the Tushushu community, Henri. And Henri was like a brother to us. And um, he passed away a couple of years ago and his daughter picked up the torch and she created the Henriette Foundation using, kind of using his name, but in honor of, uh, not only in honor of Henri, but the organization is focused on women, uh, women's health and education. And so we will be, well, we're working with them now and they are going to be bringing in mobile clinic into the area which is desperately needed. They've been dealing with the surge of cholera. Um, so it's something that needs to be addressed down there. So that's another thing that's happening in Haiti. And then, um, you know, a little elevation with the school in uh, saint alphonse de Cadet is the school that we have there. So all of these things are happening at the same time. And, um, and then we're also continuing our support of Wind Farm Ecological Nature Reserve in Haiti. And that's in Kenskov, which is right outside of Port-au-Prince. Um, so lots happening in that region. And um, we'll be talking about it as, the, as seasons progress here. Yes, no, so, so wonderful. And uh, I'll bring uh, Myrna and Adriana in so you guys can chat with them and learn more about Luna Cultura and all that wonderful work as well. Thank you. Bye. Oh, hello, hello. Hi. Hi, hello. Adriana. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you, my pleasure too. Absolutely. Um, well, that was so fun to hear the update on Her Many Voices. I just wanted to reinforce before we jump in that March 2nd is the anniversary party event. Um, so I'm sure you have that on your calendar. I know I do. Yes, and and really, I really appreciate all the work that Her Many Voices does. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> I would love to know how you are involved. What's your involvement with Her Many Voices? Well, I have been participating in the date er, the earth day um event that yes. is takes place every year so i think i have been participating the last three years the last past three years and i always bring um some storytelling and poetry so it has been very very nice connecting with so many projects and so many people that share the concerns the passion the love for mother earth so I think that's my main connection with her. Yeah. Great. Yeah, we do an Earth Day live broadcast of um, live stream of lots of people, including you and I um, have been included. So that's awesome. And how did you meet? Did you meet uh, Alicia somewhere along the way? Well, yeah, uh, it has been mostly through this uh, broadcasting. Yeah, and yeah. Okay. Connecting with her. Yeah. Wonderful. Great. Well, please share with us um, a little bit about your story. Let's start maybe with what uh, Luna Cultura is um, 
and maybe we can put the website at lunacultura.org and then maybe back into, you know, your background and why you're so passionate about this. Sure. Well, Luna Cultura is my business. It's a family business. Like mostly it's me and my kids supporting there. And what we do is a bilingual and bicultural organization. We provide um, classes and workshops, but also research and consulting related to art and maker education. What we try to do is to close the gap in accessing um, art and maker education uh, for mostly Spanish-speaking communities, but we welcome everybody in our our space. What we try to do is providing... um, we always say, I, and I want to go back a little bit, like I have been working for social justice and human rights and women's rights for a very, very long time. So what, since we know sometimes uh, the perspective can be a little bit um, hard when you see violence and human rights being violated. So what we try to do with Luna Cultura is to, um, talk and discuss about hard social topics, but always in a fun and creative way. So we can actually, when we create something, anything that involves art, science, technology, culture, how can we create it and to honor, yeah. to honor community, to honor Mother Earth, to honor social justice. So yeah. to, to involve That's- everything. That's amazing. I'm picking up, I know you, um, I think there's, you know, probably a lot of organizations that do a bilingual or language um, aspect, but to include the cultural aspect and to bridge the gap between cultures so that the the people who are more Spanish speaking, but for them to, you're teaching um, people how to access a whole nother world, right? I think that cultural aspect is so important is what we try to bring is also like how we call like fusion learning. So it's the way that we can include our ancestral knowledge from our ancestors and our communities, but also with the innovation knowledge that we all are creating now again. Yeah, that's really great. Um, And so how long ago did you start the organization? What's the little bit of history there? Well, as I mentioned before, I have been working for many years um, in social topics. In but the organization Luna Cultura, as Luna Cultura, get um, started in 2018. And what we what we uh, know is that um, well, it was a process of working together with the community. So it was kind of the, the result of working with the community already. So we saw that we needed these spaces because you can find art and many other things maybe available in libraries or museums, but mm-hmm. nobody, no everybody feels always welcome to go or maybe the schedules doesn't work for that times and things like that. So what we try it is to to bring um, the art and the maker education to their communities. Mm-hmm. So in then we started like by the end of 2017, 2018, and it it was weird because it was actually on the 2020 when it was like more 
maybe because of the pandemic, like everybody needed connection. So we start doing online uh, classes and mailing the supplies to participants. So even if they, we have to be isolated, we were actually connecting. So that was a very important piece and Luna Cultura was getting connected with many, many community members. That's, yeah, that was really needed even more so at that time. <clears throat> yes. So I would love for you to share a little bit more about the maker community. What does that mean? I, I have an idea, but what's that mean? Well, the maker movement is how do you involve uh, science, technology, math, art, and different components into making. And what I what I realize it because the maker movement is seems like a kind of new, but when I always go back to history, it's like no, we have been makers forever. <laughs> like our communities are always making and being like very creative on like solving problems using art technologies and yeah, and they're not their cultural knowledge and, and so how can we connect all that? And like one example will be maybe like how inter intergenerational connections you can make. Uh, maybe a youth or a younger kid uh, can be doing coding with computers. And then maybe the grandparents are like, oh, I don't know anything about computers. But when you connect like, well, you know how to stitch, you know how to sew, you know how to embroidery or weaving. And that is also coding. And when they find out the mathematical uh, knowledge that is behind what they do, it's like, oh, yes. And then their kids and their grandparents are connecting and making something together, like embroidery, but also coding with the computer at the same time. So that that's very neat. So, that is awesome. Oh, I love that inter intergenerational aspect to what you're doing as well. Um, yeah. That's so needed. And and you know what? I'll, I think I think that's more a part of, of your culture, perhaps, than my culture growing up, right? Is the, and I think that's something to really honor and um, and continue to to do. That's that's amazing. Yeah, um, we try to we try to create these spaces where people uh, like it can be enjoying and gathering together despite their age, uh, race, gender, socioeconomical status. We yeah we focus on building community where everybody feels welcomed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've known this term, the maker community. I've known I've known the makers movement for you know a while now. But you're absolutely right. It it's really a new name for something that's been going on forever. Really, probably within communities, right? right. Um, people coming together and 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 coming up with products or things that they need and um, and using a lot of different resources to do it. Um, and it's really great that you can leverage that <clears throat> and have events around that. Yes. So what are some other the other services that you guys provide? I, I know there's things like workshops and consulting. You want to share more about that? Yeah, the way that Luna Cultura works is it, it comes with the model B to B to C. So it's business to business to customers. Okay. So that means that I sell um, my products to different companies or organizations oh, or, great. or agencies. So we can actually provide okay. the service to our last customer completely free and accessible. So that's where we 
try to do uh, with Luna Cultura. Um, because since we're talking about closing the gap of accessing art education, that's a big component. Sometimes like either the time avail availability or the money to access supplies that we know art supplies can be really expensive. So what we try is to bring tools and supplies uh, for participants. So we, they actually not only learn the technique, but they can take the tools with them and they can keep doing it at home or when the class is finished. That's for the classes and workshops. We also do host like community events. Like we do some literacy, literacy programs where we promote um, reading and poetry and writing. And we uh, give away books. And, and we bring like live music. So it's like a kind of, kind of like a small cultural festivals, but everybody will get a, a book to take with them. And we provide um, bilingual or Spanish books because sometimes we know um, having books that are connected with your own history and your own language are very, is very important. So we try to provide this information as well. And we also do some consulting with when companies or any agency or government will like to 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 in, to get to know more how to involve uh, cultural re relevance to their projects and to actually serve better to the communities that they are trying to connect with. That's great. That's on the consulting side, helping uh, government agencies or people who need to know about that. Um, that's great. Um, you also have a podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And how many interviews about do you have on your podcast right now? Well, how many interviews you say? Well, we do have, I think we just finished. Yeah, <laughs> just we, <an> <laughs> we did our, it, it hasn't been for so long. It's yeah. kind of new, but um, it has been like 44 episodes. And each time we'd have like three different persons that participate there yeah. because we have like, it has like, it is kind of like a, like an audio magazine when we have a, a little, okay. a little piece where um, we invite people that can bring information or resources available for the community, like some programs from nonprofits or from government um, agencies or for or community uh, resources, and we have that piece. There's always someone to bring in uh, information regard, regarding that. Then we do have a conversation that is more like connecting with musicians, poets, and more like the artistic piece. And then we have a storytelling part, which um, usually we connect with uh, storytelling from indigenous communities, either here in the United States or in Mexico or other places around mm -hmm. the world. So that's a little bit like what we have. And then we have a couple of things that is more my participation where I tell like uh, kind of like the what happened in this week, like many years ago, like a oh yeah history uh, we call like collective memory history or something yeah. like that. Right. And then we have something where people can hear about uh, col um, yeah local events and community happenings. So mm -hmm. basically that's what the podcast is about. That's great. Uh, and how often do you do it? And it's in Spanish, right? 
Yes, this is fully in Spanish. And we we started doing it like every week. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I get like very, very busy. So it's kind of more like two weeks. Yeah. Great. Every two weeks now. Yeah, yeah, great. I, you know, I'm I'm such a fan of audio these days. I'm I love the podcasts, um, and I have certain ones that I just. I'm sure you have this with your subscribers. There's certain ones I just really look forward to every time they have a new episode. Um, yeah. I think it's that's becoming part of our culture. You know, yeah. it's something fun. It, and it is something fun because you can connect and listen it at any time that you have time. Yeah. Or you can doing sometimes it's like oh i'm work i'm at work and i'm listening at your podcast or i'm doing the dishes and i'm listening at yeah, your podcast. exactly <laughs> exactly all the multitasking it's great yeah so you're based in boulder colorado and um i would love to know how where your projects are where where people can access you is it primarily there in boulder or is it further out as well and plus i realize you do a lot online as well Yes. Well, mostly we work at the Boulder County area. Yeah. It's more like all the time in here, but we also connect with some other uh, library districts like um, the Arapaho Library District or anything libraries. And uh, yes, yeah, like different areas like Arpada and yeah. Aurora. So we can, we go to other areas in Colorado. And for the online programs, we work with anyone. So we do have this amazing family training um, program that is 10 sessions. With, uh, with We provide all the supplies. We usually mail the supplies. And it's like 10 sessions where we, um, when we connect uh, families with resources and information and how to develop skills to, to con communicate better in, with with their family and how to connect with wellness and how to yeah improve the, the family wellness and communication so that's usually online we have in person but we have always uh, an online opportunities yeah. and that is open and free to for everyone so anyone can access it really anywhere um and you're doing Boulder and the Denver area as well I know you mentioned Arvada and Arapaho is a little bit south Denver that's great um, so you just mentioned something that I would love to pick up on. Um, earlier you talked about, you know, doing the bicultural, biocultural training, um, and talking about some tough issues. It sounds like you're really providing some services. And I noticed on your website as well, that you have some, some trauma healing work. And you also just mentioned, um, some of those, those things. So I just want to make sure people are aware that you also, you're not just, you know, doing art and the maker market, but you're also helping these, I'm assuming it's helping these people as, as they need to um, address other kind of more serious issues and more social issues in their lives. Yeah. We, we, because we come from, a, from a complex history. I have been working on preventing domestic violence or gender based violence against women so we know that the healing part is very important and we know art has a therapeutic approach as well yeah. but, but but it's not enough right because we need to have um we work to very close with our communities on how to this um remove the stigma of accessing mental health support and 
Yeah. Existing resources and information. And we know that there are already many barriers that we need to kind of remove, like language or economical barriers, or even some people uh, may not have um, yeah, medical insurance to have access to services. So we are always trying to provide connections so people can know what are the resources available. Um, I'm also a cultural broker, so I try to, if, if it's needed, I go with them, I help them to do interpretation when it's needed, to connect mm -hmm. with the resources or how fill out a form or anything that is needed for the community. So we try to actually address, um, we know the mental health crisis is very wide now, um, but we know also that there are many resources available and many communities building and re very resilient and trying to create alternatives. Mm -hmm. So we want to do that bridge, bridges and connections, definitely. How do people find you? And what I'm thinking of at the moment, actually, is that we have, I know that here in Denver, there are a lot of refugees from Venezuela, Spanish speaking, um, who are currently looking for housing. Um, you know, there there's groups of people uh, helping them to find that. And I know that this is a problem everywhere, um, yeah. not just here, but I happen to have some personal connections to it right now. So how do people find you if they want to tr tap into what you're offering? Yes. Well, one way is through the website. We always have like a con contact form where they can email us directly. Uh, they would have the social media like and uh, the, our phone number is also listed there yeah. so it is um everybody can we know people is like okay what if i don't have a computer to see the website but maybe you have a phone and yeah. you, you can send me a text and we reply uh, and yeah and then we can schedule a time to meet if it's necessary to uh, yeah to do it, it can and these meetings can be in person or it can be over Zoom, so we do have like different alternatives, and and we do not have like all the services, but we definitely have a lot of access to many community partners with mm -hmm. we work with, and we can connect with different resources available. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really important. Um, so. I want to shift gears a little bit and um, talk about some of the awards that you have won, Adriana. You have so many awards, and it's. Uh, I, I was looking through the list, and I'd love for you to share maybe a little bit about a few of them, maybe two or three of them, so that we can just learn about those. Um, could you do that? Sure. Thank you. Well, I always every time that I get an award, I feel like, well, it's actually a community effort because it's like participating directly with the community. And like recently I have the uh, the woman who liked the community, which is an award from the Boulder Chamber. And, and this award is acknowledging women that are working in different areas. It can be a business, but also related to the, it can be a nonprofit or working with the community and it was very fun because uh, they uh, the persons and the community members that um, nominated me 
they were like, oh, we didn't know where to mark. Like, is she a business woman? Yes, she is. Is she a nonprofit? Yes, she kind of is. Is she a community member? Yes, she is. It's like, like I was checking all the check marks that yeah. they have. And it was, as I mentioned, it is because, um, because what we work together in the community. So I always say maybe it's not even me who need to get the award, but more the community. We know that. That and, one is called Women That Light, right? Yes. The Boulder from the Boulder Chamber of Commerce. Yes, women who lights the community. Right? Okay, great. Thank yes. you. And, no. and more, more. <laughs> well, maybe um, most of these are um, related to, uh, like, I also in the website of the city of Boulder. They did this honoring uh, women, and they say women who tell our stories, mm -hmm. and that's another what I was uh, future. It is, mm -hmm. uh, and it was like hand to hand uh, with other amazing women that are involved also in social justice and closing the gaps. Because I think um, the main thing of getting an award maybe is not the award itself but maybe it's the story that is behind that, right? Which is what we connect in how can we actually, um, as I mentioned, like bring all these resources and information to our communities and yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd love for you to share with us some, maybe just a, a story, as you mentioned, the stories are so important, a story about, um, you know, a really, powerful mo moment for you or a, a really important or very moving situation. Maybe it was helping a certain person or having a certain person come and, you know, join one of your workshops, but just would love to share some of the kind of personal stories. Can you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I probably do have like a lot, many, yeah. um, but maybe I'm, I'm not really sure if I will share like, stories but some comments that I can share is like when people is getting together and they say after we finish doing a art class or any workshop that we're doing when they say oh we don't even need therapy now we actually feeling like more healed like more connected like when you it's not like it's not just like doing things with some tools it's like actually getting the connection and seeing that everybody brings something to the table and open up the conversation um, sometimes it's like okay i remember uh not too long ago part of the getting in uh, in the exhibit that we are that we're having right now at the yeah. gallery uh, we did a workshop uh with a community with the community and so they will be will be able to create something and bring it to the exhibit. And we were thinking like, oh, maybe it's gonna be around 25 participants, right? And then people were getting registered and registered. We get up to almost 50 participants and we say like, yes, let's do it. We, you cannot say no to the people. So it's like, let's bring more stuff. And so, and this was a very meaningful activity because we did like a hiking, so we did connect with Mother Earth, and then we come back to uh, to a, a kind of like a cabin where we were able to create activities, well, to do the activities and create the pieces. And it was very, um, very 
touching to see, as I mentioned before, the the grandchildren with the grandparents and the families and teenagers. <laughs> teenagers that sometimes teenagers are like, no, I don't want to go with these adults. And, and they were very involved and they were very creative. And so I wow. think that's something very nice. Yes. It's, so are you, it sounds like you're describing what I know you have a brand new exhibit um, in Boulder at, um, at the library, right? The Boulder Public Library. And right. it's called, here we go, it's called Tales from Mother Earth. So did you just describe sort of how those, all that art came together? Yes, I can describe. This is, as I mentioned, this is a community show. So we did a retreat when we invite uh, some participants. With that retreat, they, they start creating something oh, for the show. I see. Okay, yeah, go on. And and then we did a hiking, which was the other event that we did. And we, of, of, of course, did an open call so everybody can bring something. And we got around 33, well, more than 33, but it's 33 artists and some anonymous kind of thing, like get working, well, not anonymous, but more like work, teamwork, right? And, and it has... Uh, it was, it well, and I can walk around because we are here at the gallery right now. So oh, yes. I can maybe walk out a little that would bit. Be wonderful, yeah. And it opened yesterday. And then how long will the exhibit be there at, at the Canyon Gallery in the Boulder Public Library? Yes, it did open yesterday and we're going to be here until February 4th. Great. And we're going to have some of the, you see, we have even clothing over there. Yes. We have uh, three workshops that will be connected to the to the exhibit. So we can probably, yeah, I will show you a little bit, a glimpse of the exhibit. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, but we invite like everybody to come and visit because we do have like different te techniques, different, um, different materials that there did. We do have um, uh, this weaving that is here, which is like a Mayan book, which involves the cycles of life, involves the history of the woman that made them, made it. So we do have uh, a great variety of art and ages, themes, colors. It's, it's a very neat <laughs> exhibit. I invite everyone. And we do have three, three workshops that we're gonna have, we're gonna do recycled paper cards. So we will learn the whole process that's gonna be on December 18th. And we're gonna have um, alebrijes, which are um, mystical creatures that we got in Mexico. And we are, they are made with uh, paper mache. And we're gonna have them that will be on January 22nd. And we'll, we'll be doing like the closing uh, workshop to make uh, printing, print, we're gonna do printings, so printmaking, and that will be on February 3rd. So we invite the people, the, the workshops will be in person at the Boulder Public Library. And yeah, there's the calendar as you may see right now on the screen. Yeah. Great, yes, that's awesome. The first one is December 18th. Um, yes. And so obviously you have different teachers for those different areas, that different types of art that you're teaching. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, that's great. Um, let's see. This is really amazing. Is there anything else that, you know, kind of before we um, bring Alicia Fall back in, our founder of Harmony Voices, is there anything else you'd like to share and that you'd like to make sure that we know? Well, uh, I would like to share. I recently, well, not recently, I wrote ah. so a few years ago, <laughs> I wrote a children's poetry book. So, and now it's being in, yeah, review and getting ready to be published. So we're gonna have that poetry children's book, hopefully maybe by the summer okay. next year. Yeah. So that's, and I like very much that, that book because it is uh, a combination of different stories. Well, yeah, poetry, but storytelling as well that connects with, um, with my culture mostly, and it is bilingual and it has beautiful illustrations and yeah. Yeah, great. So Spanish, Spanish and English both. And when you right. say your culture, do you mean Mexico? Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Can you give us a little snippet of uh, what to expect in the poetry book? Sure, we do have stories about what, what it means living under a volcano. Oh, what it means, what it means, um, yeah, like knowing about science and exploring history yourself and connecting your own history with all the other history. And it, yeah, it has like some stories to like maybe before bedtime, but also it has some adventure and also it has how to manage your feelings and your emotions. So it has. It's also very uh, wide variety in, yes. in a poetic way. <laughs> That's amazing. I think learning how to live on a volcano is something that, you know, most of us don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so that would be really interesting. Um, I am so curious about you. Uh, is there anything from, why did you get into this work in the first place? Can you think back to when you were very young and if there was a reason? I'm just wondering if there's a story there. Yes, and every time I see, tell the story, it's like uh, like people is really, that was it? <laughs> it was, uh, I used to be, I, I say not a singer, but the screamer of a rock band. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I'm so glad I asked this question. <laughs> and it was, it was always like writing about social justice and equity and diversity and everything. And then one, once a friend was like, oh, look, you are singing and you're telling the beautiful stories and statements. But everybody here is drunk and nobody's listening. <laughs> and it's like, what wow. are you doing? It's like you're the, you're not actually doing any changes. You need to go where the changes needs to be made. So so yes, I get involved in social justice very deep. I connect with the, many communities. I have worked with human rights, indigenous rights, labor rights, and with the sweatshops uh, workers and how to get organizing. So I get starting doing organizing, social organizing and community involvement and one thing led to another and yeah. <laughs> I love that story and we're going to bring Alicia Fall back in in a moment because she's a musician as well. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But first, I just want to go ahead. 
No, I was going to say I'm not really a musician. I was just the, the screamer oh. of this of the of the band. <laughs> but you know, still, it's something in common. Yeah. Um, I okay. just want to note that I really want to share. You are amazing. You are doing so many things to address. You're really addressing like almost every aspect of you know the needs of a certain population. Where you know by helping bridge this gap culturally with language. Um, and in even, you know, lots of the different social justice work, bringing in art. I mean, you're doing so many aspects to it. It's really incredible. It's a little bit mind boggling because, you know, most people kind of specialize in one area. But I love that you're doing this broader view and recognizing that the need is not just an art class, right, or a workshop yeah. on language. It's all of these things combined. And so that way, people who come to you can find what they need. And, you know, I'm sure they have a good experience in one thing and then they want to do something else. Um, and I, it sounds like they're also trusting you, right? They, they, once they begin to trust you and the people that work with you, then they know that they can trust you to do something a little more serious, perhaps address something else in their lives, some of the trauma and the healing. Yes. And I always say like, we as a human beings are like that. We You cannot connect just for a fraction of piece of something. It's like we are so complex that we need to approach with, from a complex perspective as well, right? Yeah, that's a really good point. I need to remember that. <laughs> you know, meaning that we're all complete humans with our, with our beautiful aspects and also our faults, right? And our areas we need to work on, weaknesses. Yeah. Um, that's great. Uh, I always I always say that I love, you know, when when we go through very difficult times, you know, we end up with a crack like we end up um, with a crack. And there's the famous uh, lyric from Leonard Cohen that the crack is where the light gets in, you know, <laughs> and I love looking at um, at our our faults and our weaknesses that way. Um, so. Yeah. So anything else I'm going to have uh, um, Alicia come back in and join us and at this point and see. Yes, there she is. Isn't that funny that she was in a rock band at the beginning? You're muted, Alicia. <laughs> I was cracking up back here. Yeah. And um, you know what, Adriana, I have to say, Aisa and I are big fans of yours. We just love your spirit. We fell in love with you from day one so many years ago when you when you joined us for Earth Day. And the fact that you, uh, you are creating this Tales from Mother Earth, how beautiful thing how you. needed this is how needed is this is that i would highly encourage anybody who was in the boulder area get there you know anybody who has an opportunity to meet adriana to see her work please do not thank to be disappointed yes bring that back up again thank you thank you and alicia thank you for pulling that i didn't pull that thread about the that it's all about mother earth thank you for that no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Adriana has been, like she said, she's been on our, on our um, uh, Earth Day event the last three years. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what you do this year. You're joining, you're joining us this year again, aren't you? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Looking forward to what you're going to be bringing to the table this year as well. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure connecting with you, with all the work that you do. Uh, around the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe there's something out here and maybe we get to bring you out to the Netherlands, to Amsterdam with your work. 
There's a lot of work with indigenous peoples and art out in this area. I've been blown away at how much is going on here. Yeah. And mostly from people, and mostly from people who are from Mexico, South America, that region are here. So um, yeah, it's That's very exciting. Awesome. I wouldn't yeah. have expected that. Uh, don't you want to talk about music a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> do I want to talk about music? What, would I, what, do I, what do I need to say? I just um, love how she was, uh, Adriana's story about, ta and you did this too, Alicia, talking about these important messages in the music. And of course, uh, I love musicians that do that, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, but I just, I think it's important. And then, and then, and then how that ties over to your work now. Well, yeah, I mean, even Her Many Voices was birthed out of the fact that as a musician, I was out there and I was doing these, this work and I thought, well, why not tie the humanitarian with the artistic side? You know, as well as I do, Adriana, that, you know, as an artist, we get to speak to a whole bunch of different people in a different way. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes because it is art, there's a heart opening space for it. And you, you can reach people in a way that maybe you can't in other ways, right? Yeah, the language of art really breaks many barriers. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. It's kind of like as a musician, I mean, you can you start playing drums, you can communicate with someone, you have no, no language comb, uh, uh, communication with, right? No, no vocal, verbal language communication. But as soon as you play that music, as soon as you hit the drum, as soon as you have a feeling of mother heart beat, mm -hmm. you're communicating and you can completely have a wonderful conversation, yeah, understand each other and come to a place of peace in it as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I always feel that artists, you know, we have that, we have that ability as artivists as artists and activists to really engage other people in the world. So, I'm, I'm, so, I'm just so grateful that you, you use your voice. Not everyone does. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's Alicia. Thank you for that. That's exactly what I was, was hoping that you would, you know, one of you would speak about because that's it. It's the heart opening that, that helps us to really shift what we're thinking and how we're feeling about, about, the planet about the earth and and music is one of the ways to do it and of course the tie reminded the reminder back to the name her many voices mm -hmm. right yes we wonderful need. We yes. Need and the her the her makes reference to mother earth and the many voices all of her children yeah yeah awesome wonderful well thank you adriana so much for joining us and thank you alicia as always um, if there's, is there anything else? Oh, we should uh, mention the um, opportunity for donations. I was just going to say, mm -hmm. um, you know what? We can always use the, the support. Um, obviously, you know, every time you hit that support button, the work that we do has a tremendous ripple effect within communities, um, especially for women, children, and particularly indigenous communities. So please, Think about us. It's holiday time. I know that this is the end of the year. Also, tax-wise, people are looking for a place to put their funds. Um, think about us and know, know the power of that, that little suggestion you've made, right? I'm going to suggest that I'm going to put this money here. It's a seed. It's planted. And what grows from that can be absolutely incredible. It impacts so many lives. 
So please think about us as you are uh, looking towards the holiday time and then the end of tax season time too. Um, I'm wondering, uh, Adriana, you also have opportunities as a, a .org, a nonprofit? No, we do not. Uh, we are actually not a nonprofit. We are oh, like okay. a business, but we are on the way to create a nonprofit that will help us to bring more support and resources to our community. Okay, great. And also, I just think donating to an organization like Harmony Voices is so important because you know that every penny counts and goes directly to the work. It's not, you know, a giant organization where you don't really know what the money's being used for. Yeah, we don't have we don't have the nice offices and you know, <laughs> that that doesn't exist. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, you look at our backdrops, right? <laughs> Everybody's in their home at this point. So, we don't, uh, uh, yeah, we don't necessarily invest or waste money in fancy digs, but I think that's a good thing. <laughs> Anyway, thank yeah. you so much. And happy holidays to, to both of you and to everyone else. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you, Myrna. Adriana, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you.